Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. My guest today is Tina Hosevar. She has been working in the areas of personality analysis, stress management, and numerology for over 20 years. After many years of living and working in six different countries around the world, she currently resides in her home country of Slovenia, which makes her my first guest from that amazing country. But in any case, through her personality analysis, she helps people discover and develop their potentials, overcome challenges, and reaching greater happiness, success, and fulfillment in life. Who would not like to have that in their lives? Hello, Tina, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hello, Leticia. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm very, very excited. As I said, also, you were uh, introduced to me through our dear friend, Nina. So shout out to Nina for putting the two of us in contact. And, and as I said, you know, you're my first guest from Slovenia. So that's amazing. And I understand you've done a little bit of moving around, but I always like to ask about, you know, your your, your early years. I'm a curious person. So I want to know um, what the younger version of yourself like to do. And obviously for, you know, what I just gave away in terms of numerology, you have a very interesting career. So I want to see how that intersected. Is that what you thought you were going to be? What were your passions growing up? No, I have never imagined I would do that. But when I was young, I was very shy. So now some people would say I'm not shy at all, but I was <laughs> very introvert, very shy. And I like things like reading books and drawing. And actually, I was always somehow interested in traveling. So if I would get my hands on the books about, you know, with photos of some other countries, I would just like dive in and I would imagine myself being in another, you know, in other countries around the world. So yeah, since I was teenager, like teenager years, maybe 12, 13, I remember when I was like diving into those uh, those ideas of traveling around, but I've never imagined I would do that. Mm, interesting. And uh, Ben, and, but, but so when you, these were your passions, when you decided, so you, you were, you were, you grew up in Slovenia? I grew up in Slovenia, yes. And until I was 26 or so, I lived in Slovenia. Yeah. Okay, great, great. And so with you know, I'm 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 always trying to trace back, and I guess this is a lot of what you do with your personality analysis, and, and we'll chat a bit more about that. But like in your own journey from you know, when you became an adult and whatever you um did as a profession or you know, to make a living in your younger years, did that at any point intersect or what did you in those in your 20s what were you uh doing so to speak okay yeah it was interesting because it's connected with what i mentioned before you know when i was a teenager i was dreaming about like traveling and i actually had an idea i would want to be you know national geographic uh photographer okay, so i love it that time we couldn't have, get our hands on National Geographic. So I would just, you know, I would somehow order the books, the, the magazines from America and I would read them. And I said, okay, that would be an amazing job to be, uh, to explore people because I was also very much interested in all these different tribes and people who live around the world. So that was the only way that I could imagine myself living around the world and traveling. And I would always say, I'm not going to live in Slovenia. I'm going to live three months in one country and three months in another country and so on. That's how I imagined my life to be when I was a teenager. And only like 20 years later, when I was living in New Zealand and traveling around, 
I actually realized, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing that. I wasn't aware, like I wasn't aware that I actually created that. This message was in me and I didn't consciously create it. But mm. 20 years after, I was actually living this kind of life for quite a few years. So every three or six months, I would go and live in another country. Mm. I love that. Yeah, but the journey actually, it started somehow when I was 20 and I was at the sort of at the point where I was thinking to end my life. It was really a difficult time of my life. I didn't know who I am, what's my purpose. I was lost, like very, very lost. Everything around me seems dark, seemed dark. And this is where I started to explore, you know, about who I am, looking for help, looking for teachers. And I found different methods of like breathing and meditation and energy healing and things like that. And I got great teachers. I got support. And in two years, mm-hmm. I can tell you my life completely changed. At that time, I was still a student. Mm-hmm. So 22. And some, some, my, my, some of my schoolmates that they saw, who saw me every day, they said that I'm not the same person anymore. Before they described, I was complete darkness. Mm-hmm. And after two years, they started to call me sunshine. So that was my nickname after oh, that. Wow. wow, I love that. And what do you think, looking back, I mean, obviously, you say you you, you asked for help, you studied, Would can you put your finger maybe in what was the, the catalyst to making the darkness into sunshine? One part was uh, dealing with things like with problems that I was having with, um, you know, just recognizing like some of the issues at home that we were having, like being, having this awareness that I'm not the only one. First was like seeing people around me, other people my age, other sort of kids, right? I I felt now that I was a kid when I was 20 still. So I saw other 20 year olds around me who have the same problems. And then we all were looking for help and I didn't feel like I'm alone. I'm the only one in that. So that was one thing that helped. And also dealing with those things, understanding, gaining some, through this coaching and counseling, I was gaining understanding of why this is happening, who am I, and sort of, I also started to learn about soul, you know, like expanding that vision and idea of what life is, who I am, that it's not only what I see, physical body, but also that there is something higher. So that was the first, um, somehow, the first awareness of something higher than me, which I called, at that time, I called it universe energy now I call it God divine light so that was that was something that completely shifted everything that I didn't feel like I'm alone and I have to solve everything that there is something that is above me and I felt some love some presence I cannot even describe that but it was for the first time that I felt that Wow, that's so beautiful. And so and and obviously at that point your your you your life really started to change. And for what I understand, you through this personal, let's say, journey, inner journey discovery, then you found a way um to make it to help others and really make it into into your living, but also your passion. And I read somewhere that, you know, you what you call clarity numerology, which uh, um, I hope you will explain. I says you're living your mission, passion, and purpose. So would you tell us a little bit more about clarity numerology and, and, and what you're, let's say, um, how you're helping others? Okay. Yeah. It didn't start here, right? It started actually when I was 20. So after two years, when my life changed like completely, then I uh, I saw other students around me who would have the same problems. 
And then my teacher at that time, my teacher of this personal development, she said, why don't you share? Why don't you share this experience? So it was the first for the first time in my life when I experienced how it is when I share something of my own journey, what helped me, and then seeing another person changing from that darkness to better life. And that was the best feeling ever. And since that moment onwards, that was the only thing that I wanted to do. So that was like, I've never wanted to, I never wanted to do anything that doesn't have that feeling. So mm. like slowly, when I started to teach other students dealing with the same issues, and then slowly, slowly, this was still part of my, um, I was working, I was studying, <clears throat> but I was doing this a little bit. So after finishing my studies, I went to, um, I went overseas to China. I studied Chinese. So I went there to, to sort of improve on my language. Mm. And then I was, I was open, you know, I was learning more about like energy healing and how to help other people. And somehow I explored astrology, numerology, uh, Chinese astrology, different kind of methods to know our character. And I saw that this helped me a lot. And then I started to use that. This was years ago. I, I, I always forget what year, <laughs> how many years, but, but yeah, I started to use this knowledge then to help people around me. So after uh, many years of uh, life coaching and using this knowledge for myself, I started to, I went on my own personal journey, which was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I decided to, uh, to leave the company where I was working. I was working as a life counselor as well and using all this knowledge, but then I decided to go on my own personal journey. And uh, yeah, because there was always this message of, I want to be free. I want to be free to go wherever I want to go and uh, create and explore. Uh, which is not always easy being on your own journey, but it's the 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 only way that I could see myself. Well, that's uh, it's a power. It's powerful because you know, especially what you said about sharing, and so finding what that talent is that we have that we can share with the world, and then allow that magic to happen and that you know, and and I think it's the thing is is so different from everything we've been taught from when we were little right like most people is like you have to study you have to go to university or you have to have a career and then we kind of block this all that we cannot see I like how you also said there's these things that we can see and there are things that we cannot see and people say well if I cannot touch it it doesn't exist and yet for example like love which is the most powerful feelings of all nobody can see it yet we all feel it one way or the other yeah that's right really so mm -hmm. so 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 it is amazing so so yeah so tell us tell me about I mean if you go to your webpage and of course I will share this with the with the audience because you have so many interesting information and and analysis I'm like oh my god you can you know do analysis on on you know how to name your business and how to name your baby and I, I mean you have a lot of interesting uh, things there um if you want share a little bit about that and 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 for my audience it will be on the show notes but it's uh claritynumerology.com so so share a little bit about how you're helping people so yeah it's uh, numerology is one of the methods that i'm using like it's sort of close to me which actually tells us about what energies lie behind our name every letter of our name every number in our birthday uh, these are the messages. So it's like of um, the simplest way to explain it is when we are born, we receive our name 
and our birthday. And this is like receiving a bunch of seeds. And these seeds are our potentials. Like we are a garden, we receive those seeds. And then it depends on our environment, on our parents, our upbringing, which seeds, which potentials are developed and which are not. So when I look at the person, I would check their name, I would check their birthday. And this tell me the, tells me the picture of who they are, what potentials they have, what um, sort of what makes them tick. It tells me that. But only when I speak to them, I see how much, how many of those potentials they have developed. So mm -hmm. the way it's never just writing the report and sending it to them, because it's basically just, they would read it. They would say, okay, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. But what is important is the things that they don't agree. It means it's in them, but they're not aware of it. So it's like a lot of times we are not aware of some of the potentials that we have. Maybe we think that we... Um, enjoy something or we are even good at something but it's only because it's our habit maybe because our parents did it or we were supported by our parents to do it but maybe it's not our potential our real potential so we can even be successful but not happy and fulfilled so when i when i work with people i would actually check what are somebody's potentials where are the challenges and actually what makes somebody tick and uh, what brings them fulfillment so I love that you see they don't need to listen to the podcast they can talk to you and know what makes them tick because you know that's going to be my last that's my last question in every in every podcast but I love what you say it's like that you can be successful but not be happy and fulfilled that's definitely a tweetable moment I always say as Sopra would say <laughs> yeah, and like the opposite right some people really enjoy what they're doing but they feel why why this thing cannot bring me money is because they don't know how to uh, how to turn it into a money making or, you know, of course, if they want to live doing that, it's always possible. So I work with people in both directions, you know, to find what makes you happy, fulfilled, and also how to make this into into a living, how you can use those potentials to create more abundance. Mm, so that is I can totally see that. I can totally see that because if you like, I see people that are so focused on creating money and wealth that that's what they create. And, and, you know, I'm surrounded by them and especially in corporate America. And then you have other people that are not kind of following the money, but more the fulfillment, but then, and you know, and I can count myself on one of them. That's why I don't even make money off of this podcast because I just love to share it as a gift. And then, and then you, but you also feel like, am I missing something here? Like maybe I should be pursuing stuff. So you always have that struggle with, you know, that's how do you define success and, and what is really what you're looking for? So I, I love the fact that you um, share with the audience that, that two situations are possible in terms yes. of success and abundance. I love that. Yeah. When I, when I look into somebody, I always check what part is missing, right? If the fulfillment is missing, okay, let's see what you can do to bring it up, you know? And if the money is missing, if abundance is missing, let's see what you can do to, to take steps towards that. Because it's always like, it's, we are, I'm working towards reaching, reaching balance. And most of the time, I'm really in balance. <laughs> Either there is always something that is not balanced and it's just important to work towards being more, more and more balanced. That is very interesting. And and I'm sure you have, you get people like, what do we tell our audience? Because I'm a curious person. So I don't have problems with, you know, I've had guests in my show, you know, that are coach, but also have different um, 
methodologies, intuitives, you know, people that do tapping, people. So I'm very curious. I try everything. But what do you tell to the people that say, well, yeah, Tina, this sounds good, but I don't believe in any of that stuff that with the numbers and with my name, like how, like that they want some sort of proof or what is the science behind the art? Do you have any explanation for that? Or how do you convince a non-believer or do you just say, well, you're missing it? <laughs> well, I don't say, well, you're missing it. But first I say that the science is difficult to explain. And I met a person that I was learning from in a straight, in a, he's Australian from, uh, I met him in Singapore and he said, look, Tina, I've been exploring one part of numerology for 40 years and I have nine friends and the 10 of us meet every year and we all have like together 400 years of experience and learning. And when we meet, we exchange our knowledge and we realize we don't even know or understand one, 1% of everything there is to understand. Mm -hmm. But what he told me is like, you know, it's important that you use it in a practical, practical way. And that's so resonated with me because for me, no matter how much I dig in and try to understand it, why, you know, and where this is coming from, it's important that I use it in a practical way. And in all these years, that's something that I have a lot of proof of that, that it, it works. It works in a way that it helps people to be more at peace. Okay, now I understand this is in me. Now I know what I need to do. And when they do it, they get more fulfillment, more peace, better relationships. So for me, it's just come and try. And sometimes I like, I love to talk to people actually who are saying, oh, this is a BS. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. When they say it, and I say, okay, why do you think that? So, have you ever experienced it? And then I always say, okay, come, let's, I can check your birthday and maybe tell you some useful information about yourself. And sometimes it takes a minute or two. I say, look, you can call me, let me know your date of birth, and, and I can just tell you one thing or two that can be useful for you. And a lot of times it happens that after that, they're like, that's interesting. How did you know that? Like how, you know, yeah, I feel that. So it's, I'm not trying to convert anyone to be, uh, you know, to believe in that, but when the person feels that they're ready to receive some knowledge and uh, to actually improve some areas and accept that they're going to come. So I never, I never force or push anybody. No, and I love that. And that's why I love having a, you know, uh, people like you on the show and, and all sorts of different things, because it really, I think it's about creating space and opening our, our willingness to see a different perspective, different things. Like I always, I don't know a lot about numerology, but I, I do know that I'm always being drawn to astrology. So I have my natal chart and my kids have it. And, and it's incredible because I do believe if you are a minuscule part of the universe, I cannot believe that when we are coming to it, it doesn't not the things that surround us don't have an impact on us or don't have an influence on us. So I am always being very drawn to these things that, you know, it has, there has to be something and, and with the numbers too, and with the names we carry, I totally can see how that can, um, you know, help define who we become. Yeah. And there are different methods that we, where we can get through which we can get our knowledge about ourselves through, right? It's just, there are different ways, but they, at the end, we get the same, uh, the same, uh, I would say the same advice, the same knowledge, because this is who we are, right? But yeah, methods that are different. And sometimes I would even, I would have people who come to me and say, Tina, like if I would come to you one year before, I would not get what you're saying, or I would, I would deny what you're telling me right now. But now I'm so happy to hear that because it, it's at the right time. 
So I always think, you know, that people come at the right time when they're they're ready to hear and make some uh, positive change. Mm. Yeah, they say that when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. And, yeah. uh, and maybe something uh, related to that. And so, and so in what you do, so it's so not only, so you, you, for example, even on a business venture and something like that, you also believe that names we choose and uh, impact also like the ability of that particular business, for instance. Yeah, I can share my belief around that. So yeah, it's like our name carries certain energy and our company's name also carries certain energy. And if people come to me and they're choosing between two or three names, I would check all the names and see what energy is more connected with the business they're going to be doing. So because it has like some, some energy is more connected with communication, some energy is more connected with art. So if they come to me before, I would choose more compatible. But if somebody already has a name, I don't say change the name because there is a reason why they chose certain name. And there is always, there are always some potentials that are still not expressed. So even if the person wants to change their name or the company's name, I will check, okay, what is there? what you haven't explored yet and, and used yet. What are the potentials there? And there's always something there. And I always never, never want people to focus on the name being the most important, the name of the company, because mm -hmm. I've done a lot of research. I research very successful companies and their directors, their CEOs and leaders. And I realized something that there can be a name that is not so energetically, maybe it's not so strong, but it's very successful. And I was wondering why. And I looked deeper in because we can read in the news, right? What the, mm -hmm. what the company is doing. And I realized, okay, the name doesn't have strong energy, but the person who has the company is actually really strongly using his or hers potentials because mm -hmm. we could, in, in, you know, these are the famous people who we can read about. And mm -hmm. the other Maybe I was, I checked the name and it was really great. Like the perfect name that somebody could choose for the company with great energy, but they were not successful. And I was reading about it and I realized, yeah, why they're not successful? Because the person who is leading the company is not using her or his potentials. So it's not the name that will give you the success. It's actually how much you are first you using your potentials that you have. And so I always try to focus on when I work with individuals that I focus on, look, look into yourself. Let's see what you can do to bring out those potentials that are unexpressed yet and how you can use them in the best possible way. And then the company can be successful. So don't focus on changing the name. Don't, don't, mm -hmm. don't focus on the best possible name ever. It's important what you do with your energy first. Mm -hmm. so I try to focus on that. So I, I always tell to people, don't even change your, I don't know, your phone numbers, your different, you know, people just, usually we would want like quick solutions, right? Quick fixes. Yeah. I will yeah. change my name. I'll, I'll be more successful. No, let's, let's see what I can do with my name that I have right now. And what is nice, not used yet. Mm. And the energy, I, I think is very interesting because uh, you know, that, that energetic field like aura or, you know, all these names that we call that, which I also very, very um, fond of the idea that we do have to carry an energetic uh, field. And we know that we, I've heard that energy is contagious and you feel it. You There's people that are around you and you feel their energy uh, taking over your energy. You know, I had a teacher, she used to call it, uh, don't be close to vampires, she would tell me, because there's these people that would 
you know, suck the good energy out of you. And when you're done, you're done. But I don't know if this is your area of of expertise, but I wonder, like, if you are somebody that you feel your energies, you know, you you, you know, you're not in a good place and you want to switch that energy. Is there any practical advice that you will give to somebody to like tap more into their energetic field? There is a quick thing that I always share with everyone. One minute, take one minute, uh, get up, open your mouth, jump, activation. I call this activation. I've been doing this for many years, few times a day. So I would first, like I would relax my jaw, relax my mouth, raise my hands and jump on the spot for maybe 30 seconds. I would sit down. I would rub my hands together, put them on my heart and simply take five deep breaths, breathing in through my nose and exhaling loudly to release the tension, the pressure through my mouth. So that's like a quick thing that I would share. Even Like in Singapore, I work with a lot of business people who are like the schedule there is crazy busy from morning till evening. And I would suggest that to people there who don't have any time, 60 seconds, take 60 seconds every day and do that. And if you do it for three months without actually missing a day or two, uh, you can start seeing changes because it's like like making taking a reset, you know, reset, like teaching your body, your mind. Now it's time for pause. Now it's time to connect to who I am, to feel inner guidance. And it's like a start to connecting to inner intuition, to um, hearing your voice, hearing the guidance. Mm. Well, you say that and I feel I feel butterflies in my stomach because I do, I am very attuned with like ha- that voice, those answers we want, those things we want to learn, they're all within ourselves. I really mm. am a believer of this. And it's almost like if you lower the noise from the outside world and you tune into that inner voice that you just described is so powerful. It's so powerful. The thing is, sometimes it tells us things we don't want to hear. <laughs> and that's probably, I think we want to keep the volume low. <laughs> yeah, and important things, right? And usually the things that we have to deal with, but we don't want to. But when we deal with those things, we are more free of that. And we can hear even more of the inner guidance and be more at peace and create better relationships when we have less of those shields, Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I totally see that. Well, you know, this is this is very fascinating. I, I always give Tina uh, an opportunity to all my guests to, is there anything that you're working on currently? Is there anything that is exciting you? Anything else that we haven't shared with the audience that you want to uh, share now besides, you know, where to find you if they are so inclined or to look into numerology? Anything you do you, you wish to share? Well, this is this is what I do. So I I meet with people one on one, but I'm also now creating again what I did 20 years ago, the program meditation program. So it's going to be many recorded meditations. But uh, I always also say if I'm a guest somewhere that whoever feels inclined to even check a little bit of, you know, what their energies are telling them, they can give me a call and we can jump on a call for two, three minutes so that they can get a sense of a little sense of who they are and if they want to look deeper then we can always arrange that but what is important that I always share like try to find time to to just take this minute for yourself every day because like if we would all do that if we would all just pause once a day at least we would create better better communication better relationships and uh, 
more we are aware of who we are, like I know that you also <laughs> believe in that, right? More, more we know who we are, more we are at peace, more we can connect with each other. And it's all about the connection, right? Like you Absolutely. are connection and I'm all about the connection. Like yes. it's, we don't have each other. Like we, we need that no matter how much some of us would like to deny that, you know, I don't need anybody. I'm okay on my own, but we need each other. We need connection and we learn, we grow. So more we take time for peace, more we can connect in a deeper level. And I would always encourage everyone to do that. Mm, that's beautiful answer. And then, you know, my last question is besides everything you share, what other thing makes you tick, Tina, besides oh. that connection you just shared? Connection. Yeah, the connection is actually the main thing. I'm all about the connection and uh, um, yeah, having that meaning, meaningful, deep uh, conversations. But otherwise, I'm I love nature. I love spending time also like creating through photography. I love photography and it's still the part, you know, somehow that wasn't completely expressed because my life went another direction, right? From being a National Geographic photographer. <laughs> yes, well, you're still young. You're still young. Sometimes I think that the line is not a straight line and life is not a straight line. And sometimes, you know, that those curves come back to full circle. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, when I was young, I also had the really like idea, I want to express myself through acting and I've never explored that. I was always very shy, like I said, and now I'm somehow looking into amateur acting just to have that experience because I know that that experience can also help me with my work, like mm -hmm. from shy to actually now being able to be on the stage in front of a few hundred people, even 2000 people I was, in, I was speaking in front. Amazing. Would never, that was something that I would never ever imagine that would happen when I was 20 years old. Mm, well, I could totally see you that I don't have a special gift, but I can, I could feel that energy in me because you have a calming voice. You have so much wisdom and there's something about your energy that I totally see you on big stages, inspiring people. Thank you. Like, you see, that's something that developed and I can tell you something interesting as well. When I was 20, I had the analysis done for me. So somebody did the analysis. It was half an hour. And at that time, they told me, you know, that I, I will be speaking to people, that I will work with people, you know, that I can be the one who is on the stage and speaking. I was like, that's all wrong. Like 99% of the things that she told me is like, no, that's completely not me. Hmm. Now, this is 100% me. I still have this, you know, the, the audio cassette and the Walkman. <laughs> that's yes, something. yes, yes. <laughs> and also such a great example for what I'm doing right now right sometimes I would I would talk to people and I would say look you have this and this inside and sometimes they would say no I don't see that and then I understand they're at that point where, where I was when I was 20 you know they don't know yet and then now I understand I can encourage them look you have that let's see if you can take some steps towards exploring that and I did I took me years to actually step out of my comfort zone, right? Because I didn't want to believe that that's me. But then life was somehow pushing me into being that, you know, and now I'm I'm doing that and I'm enjoying that, not just doing that, you know? I love that. I love that. And so I encourage anybody in the audience, you know, that wants to just have the piece of paper, even to say this is wrong or this is not wrong. I just, th I think that when somebody says, you should look into this, that inner voice jumps because they say, finally, somebody is calling this out. You know, like it's like they, they know and the person cannot act upon it.
And then, you know, and I've said it in the podcast before, but the, like me, I, I, I've always dreamt about being on interviews or interviewing somehow. And then this podcast manifested many years later and I'm enjoying it very much. And I mean, you know, so it's all those things that we know that when that course about doing a podcast came by, I knew something inside of me was jumping. And it's like, yeah, but what am I going to do this for? I'm not going to leave out of this. And all these ideas to, you know, to the saboteur, as they call it, trying to, those ideas, trying to sabotage what you really want to do. So I think that's why it's so valuable when you help people to like get unstuck from that. Yeah. And that's like just what I enjoy the most, you know, and yeah, this is what I want to continue doing. And I know that it's going to keep changing the way I work, you know, yeah, it keeps changing. And I love that. I love it. Well, Tina, I wish you best of luck. Um, you have a friendly audience here in Back to Basics always. And uh, I really appreciate all you've shared with us and 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 for increasing our, our energetic field today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm glad that I had to, I, I was able to have this conversation with you. Like, especially kind energy. And I love that. Thank well, you. Liz. Thank you, Tina. Well, everybody, until the next episode of Back to Basics. Bye bye.